0: Hello! Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneer's Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my two co-hosts. Hey,
1: everybody. It's Ryan, the cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan, and co-host
0: three. It's your boy, Ashiok,
2: from the great White north. And um, I'm ready to convoke into some conversations. How about y'all? Ooh.
0: Yeah. I don't know has anyone mm-hmm. been convoking around in the of uh, the Pioneer meta game lately? Mm, um, I've
1: been avoiding it, to be honest. I tr- I sleeved it up. Um I haven't been able to find an event sadly. Ah, uh, see.
0: So let's let's preface exactly what we're talking yeah. about here and we're uh you know new deck alert and I think that's kind of exciting that we've been mm. you and I we've been saying, "Hey, we need some aggro back in the Pioneer yep, format. Yep. We need some uh something to, you know, get get these aggressive decks so people have to respect them a little bit." And I think that we finally found just that in the Pioneer Nermata game with this new Boros Convoke
1: deck. Yeah, my prayers have been answered. The Pioneer gods heard me. So, right, so why don't you give me a little bit about what this deck's about here? I mean, is it okay? Can I do it? Or should, should we yeah, actually talk about it. someone go who actually has um, some Pioneer <laughs> skill? I don't know. But okay. Uh,
2: I can do anything if you need me to do I'll, I want to hear your take as on right. first, well, and then you, talk you, about you it. You can...
1: We'll have will have you guys talk about the actual like playing it, and I'll just kind of like read over it, you know. So Not Boros, sure. the Boros Convoke archetype is basically a go wide token strategy or creature strategy that uses all of these creatures to convoke out uh, two big creatures: the uh, Venera- sorry, Venerated Loxodon or the Knights uh, Errant of Eos. and uh, they can be basically paid or played for free, and then. Uh, you're searching for cards uh, f- that will will then boost your entire party, such as uh, Goblin Bushwhacker. Uh, that'll you know not only give it haste, but also a plus one, plus zero. And I think that's kind of the gist of it. W- I mean, would you guys agree? Uh yeah, yeah. That's basically the Cole's notes version of it. Mm-hmm yeah Boros hogak is another name people call oh it God. Right? yeah no
2: it is not hogak you know listeners do <laughs> not worry this is not hogak you do not okay. have to worry it it's is it is it's pretty good but it is not
1: hogak yeah so so basically it wins it wins by going super wide and it can do this on turn two and three because you just play a bunch of stuff all on one turn in your hand and then plus one or plus two to everything so.
0: Yeah, and kind of exactly what I wanted to see from uh, an aggro deck in the format. Yeah. Really excited to see this last list uh, pop up. You know, It's go wide, it's aggro. I feel like those are two of the biggest things we're kind of missing. And deck looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah, it's and a ton
1: of fun. I do want to preface you know this this conversation just by saying, um, back when I was a Frontier player, so I'm going super boomer on you guys. <laughs> but when I was a Frontier player, I used to play red-white tokens all the time with Bushwhacker. And Kevin can remember, I'm, I'm thinking, maybe... You know, that uh, I took down some events here in Japan with that. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to uh, the next part of this, which are the core cards of uh, Boros Convoke. So do you guys want to kind of discuss? I mean, should we start with the creatures first? And then I maybe can, talk about- uh, yeah, I think that
2: I got a good segue. I can do this. i, I, I yeah. ain't exactly gonna go by your order, but I'm gonna talk about what I think really made this deck pop out or really pop out with the current metagame. And I think the new mm-hmm. card that kind of just like broke this is like Gleeful Demolition. I think that's mm-hmm. what card ended up making it really good. Uh, and Gleeful Demolition destroys target artifact, and if you controlled the artifact, you get three one goblins. And so you're pairing with a lot of these creatures that are one-drops that are either artifacts or uh, come into play and create an artifact, that being your Thraven Inspector, your Voltairn Epicure, Ornithopter, those type of beats. Um, and you just attempt to go wide in the first two turns and either cast a venerated Luxonon or a knight errant of Eos to try to refuel or pump up your board. And then the turn after that, you use cards like Reckless Bushwhacker and Regal Leosaur to pump your team that Mm. you just created, this big wide board you created, and just overwhelm your opponent. That is essentially what the deck does.
1: (laughs) Another segue here. This card's been out since, um... You know, the, the Phyrexia, uh, all will be one. I feel like everything kind of, I mean, e- even like the Night Errant of Eros, which really kind of like brought this all together, that came out uh, before Aftermath. That was March of the Machines. And I, I kind of feel like everything is like on delay. I wonder if this would have come out sooner had we not, you know, stopped to smell the roses or whatever for, uh, you know, the Aftermath set. What do you guys think?
0: I think, yeah, I think it's tough because I think was also competitive events going on at the same time. No one really wanted to be doing the deep dive on brewing with the new cards when there was already a very established metagame that didn't have any obvious holes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think yeah, I can excuse the fact that, you know, even the top level players kind of missed this deck at first. Mm.
2: I don't even. I don't even know if like that's overly the case. I think. I think this deck comes up now because the RC is now a pioneer, and now we're seeing a lot more of competitive eyes focusing on it. Like the only reason we ever really saw mono green come up to light and actually be like a combo deck was because Canister decided, "Hey, I'm gonna ruin this format and brewing it." So, <laughs> I mean, like it just took one. It, it took a couple of people, a couple of streamers playing a meme deck, and then some competitive player coming out and finding it and then building it up to what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that I think that Gleeful Demolition existed for a while and people really just couldn't figure out how to do it. And I think now mm-hmm. with like Night of Aronavios, like, like they just needed like another good Convoke card. And that's what yeah. Night of Aronavios is. It's another good Convoke card. Do I think this deck could have existed without Night of VIOS? Probably. I don't know what would have like changed, but I think it probably could have existed without it. But it- I think we're just finally seeing competitive players come to actually brew and pioneer again because, well, the RC for me at least is in a week or yeah. I'm, I'm I'm leaving in two days for it. So,
1: and I think those are both fair takes. Yeah, I do want to say another thing about Gleeful Demolition is that uh, if you're not playing it on turn one, you can still use it as removal after that. I mean, people might hold it back to say, "Hey, I want to go like super wide," but um, if someone's threatening you, like especially like a sacrifice a deck that's playing, um, you know, oven, and you know, they have a uh, what do you call them? Play the um, Which, uh, uh, I call the cats. Going you know, down but you know, well our sorry sorry, the Mayhem Devil, you know, they're gonna keep sacking stuff and killing all your things. Boom, kill it, you know. Or or you know any other artifact that could see uh uh what is it? Model Green's got tons of stuff, you know, before they pop off their their ratchet bomb or whatever, you can kill that too. I love how it has like built in hate along with its main main uh strategy.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And this deck is um the the the, so like this deck is a really good deck to bring to like uh, a competitive event as well especially if you're like feel as though that you're like an underdog with it because i think this deck has like some of the most broken draws i think i've ever seen out of pioneer like Mm -hmm. i i can tell you that i was just trying to like get some rc practice in and this is when this deck was kind of like popular you like i like started to like bring up and holy jesus did i die on turn three a lot oh my (laughs) god Like, I, if I was on the die roll and they played a one drop, I'm dead. I'm, I'm instantly dead on all the decks that I was playing. I was just dead.
1: Maybe I'll save it for later, but I do want to ask you guys how this is going to affect the metagame. I do um, think that uh, this deck is a little bit of a
2: glass cannon, but I do think it's really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we talked about the key cards. I don't think we talked about why we're playing all these key cards
0: yeah, yeah, I think yeah. let's go a little bit deeper sure. on what
1: exactly the decklist so, is doing.
0: So, you're trying to play a bunch of early drops. Mm-hmm. So, talk about, let's first go with the one drop or even the zero drop suite that they've got.
2: Sure. So, we got a, uh, like I said when we were talking about like the quick dive down into it, we have cards like Thraben and Spectre involved there in Epicure. These are the ones that create the, the cheap artifacts to be able to use with Gleeful Demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we mm-hmm. have a set of Ornithopter because free creatures are really good at uh, helping with Convoke. Uh, don't know if anyone knew. It's also just another yeah. artifact for uh, Gleeful demolition yep. um and then the flex slots that we're seeing are giant killer and um uh legion's landing as like the other like kind of one drop creatures i'm calling them creatures because like they, they do both do very different things it's like they mm-hmm. secondaries but they're both one drop creatures um and then when we're working our way up the curve we start to see a little bit of like a difference of opinion with uh, the community uh we, we see some people on burning tree emissaries and uh with the like that that just allows for like a little bit more of like an explosive job. but we also see Mm -hmm. some people like sodak winning the challenge with clarion spirit uh Mm -hmm. allowing for the deck to have like a little bit more of like a grindier late game type strategy uh or like being able to like go wide even more even through the air type strategy versus i'm trying to kill you as quickly as possible deal with my board or die um
0: so, Ashiok, you're, you're here, you're usually our competitive player, I'm usually just our loudly opinionated player. I'm in the camp that it's for Burning Tree Emissary, end of story, there is no alternative. Uh, how, how do you feel on it?
2: I'm, I'm more so in the gray area on it, as I, I think the Burning Tree Emissary argument does have a lot of, like, legs, and I think it's probably the right answer. I think, like... Claire, so when you're playing the Burning Tree Emissary list, you're, you're kind of like saying, uh, I want to kill my opponent as quickly as possible, and I do not mm-hmm. want to go that wide, I just want to kill, and I do not want to die to uh, end the festivities as much or illness in the ranks Hmm. because that's what that does because like the clarion spirit regal build dies to illness in the ranks and 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 the festivities very easily so it's a little bit more of a what what, what's your play style do you want to go all in do you want to grind a little bit more but i i i think the better version is probably the burning tree emissary version but i i I don't think it's it's as cut and dry as uh streamers Mm -hmm. cough cough doom boy make it out to be yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on your metagame. Like, if you're playing against a lot of mono green and like mono blue spirits and stuff that doesn't have a lot of interaction with you, go wide. Is go sorry, go as fast as possible, um, and go as wide as possible. Or actually, if, I would say if you're going, if you if playing, playing against a lot of removal you probably want to go with the speed like the burning tree emissary and reckless bushwhacker and if you are playing against the mono green sorry mono green mono blue whatever that's where you want to go wide. that's where you want your your clarion spirits and um you know maybe like the regal leosaur is like another card that you know you guys haven't talked about you know in in one of our alternate alternatives um you know if you're going wide definitely go regal leo if you're going fast definitely go bushwhacker I mean, does that make sense
2: yeah. Yeah, I think I think also there's a little bit more of like an argument of also consistency. I think that the Burning Tree Emissary list is very inconsistent, mm-hmm. while the Clarion Spirit allows for a little bit more consistency. But again, I, I think it's either or. Whatever you want to do, you're probably um, fine. You're probably killing people
1: some other cards that can kind of go either way, like I see Resolute Reinforcements showing up in a lot of decks, but also there's Forbidden Friendship, so we have a red one that puts a white and red into play and then we also mm-hmm. have Resolute uh, that can put it into play at instant speed so, yeah. um, yeah is there a difference between, like, so
2: the difference between what we're seeing a lot here is it really matters for, like, Convoked Creatures and again, it boils down to the argument of Burning tramissary versus not because Resolute Reinforcements costs one and a white Burning Tramissary adds green and red. Can we notice a little bit of an awkwardness here? A little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's also another card that people have also been looking at, which is uh, Goblin Instigator as a couple copies, because that does work really well with Burning Tremissary. Uh, But you really want to go Burning Tremessary into Forbidden Friendship. I think Forbidden Friendship is the solid, mm-hmm. I am playing this card in either list is the good one. Reinforcements is a little bit more of a, maybe, maybe I'm into it, maybe I'm not, depends on your build. But it, it, these cards are really good for providing white creatures to be able to help convoke out uh, one of your bigger guys, which are the Venerated Luxodon. Uh, that's the one that adds counters and allows you to go bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. And Knight Errant of Eos, which allows you to refill your hand to, well, yep. find a Bushwhacker and yeah. whack your opponent.
1: Those are 100% the core cards there. Yeah, I would say 100% core cards, Thravens, Ornithopters, Loxodons, Knights Errant of, of uh, Eos, and the, the Epicure. You cannot change those at all. Those have I, to always be in there. I would also say that... Um, I don't think
2: Bushwhacker right now is like end-all, be-all in the list. I think that one is mm-hmm. not like as much of a core card. But I do think that Gleeful Demolition and Forbidden Friendship are... Yeah. You have to play those cards. You have to.
1: Okay. Those are the good ones. Um, Another card that's kind of a flex slot. I Or, sorry, not a flex slot. But a, a possible uh, alternative, I would say, is Legion Loyalist. I think, I think this comes... Yeah. yeah
2: so that one that one was saw play in like the early versions of the list mm-hmm. but it ended up getting cut a lot more of the time because it was just really awkward in a lot of matchups because like it only really helped when you were fighting against atroxa or other uh red white decks or other yeah. other mirror matches but sadly we're not really like you're, you're not really trying to tech for that you rather tech for the w- other worst matchups which are like your blue white your Rakdos, your mono green, and that card sucks in those matchups it sucks real bad yeah. So you you end up seeing different cards.
1: Yeah. So basically, if we have like a a, a huge Burroughs convoke meta game in the in the future, definitely consider playing those uh, to win against the mirror. But otherwise, probably not necessary.
0: Yeah, I think it's also another one of those kind of all in cards. Uh, you know that that one definitely dies to any of the hit cards pretty easily. Whereas uh, some of the other options are a little bit more less all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. More or less all in. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to talk about um, Regal Leosaur versus Bushwhacker? Like, sure. What do you think's better?
2: Um, it's Again, I think it really depends. I think that Bushwhacker is definitely the card that you are playing if you are playing the Burning Tramissario version. And I think the Leosaur is a little bit more if you're not really high on the Bushwhacker. Because what Bushwhacker allows you is to have these turns where you can have this, the, like, you're, you're having these, like, quicker turns of, like, Gleeful Demolition plus Bushwhacker kill you. While well, mm-hmm. Leosaur allows you for a little bit more of, like, a setup turn. Like, you have to Gleeful Demolition, do the thing, but then you're able to push for more damage because it is a plus 2-1 it gives on the mutate. Mm-hmm. So you do get to do a little bit more damage, but you do slow yourself down a turn.
0: Mm-hmm. So it
2: really just depends on what kind of build you want. Personally, I'm a fan of bushwhackers because whenever I see a bushwhacker on my opponent's side, it makes me really sad. But I mean, like, I think Regal Leosaur can be good in certain metagames. I can definitely see where the value of that card comes.
1: And I would also like to say that I think it depends on the type of removal you're going to be coming up against. Like, whatever um, board wipes, whatever they're using, I like... um, for example, Resolute Reinforcements will still leave you with the card uh, if someone uses a Heidetsugu on you. Um, if you play the the Goblin Bushwhacker and they use a temporary lockdown, it'll survive. It'll still be out there. Your tokens won't, um, your one-drops won't, your two-drops won't, but um, that will survive. So I think it really depends on what kind of of hate cards you think you're going to be running up against and you know, kind of building accordingly to that. Yeah, Exactly um land base 20 lands 19 lands what do you guys think um
2: i think the argument comes for you are playing 18 lands guaranteed that is the bare mm. minimum amount you can play and the argument kind of comes and it comes up through Sodek's deck where Sodek won the challenge with two castle Embreth.
1: castle mm. embreath
2: is not a land i hate to break it to you guys it is a spell that sometimes can be a land yeah. is there to help pump the team for when you have these go wide boards and you do not have the payoff that being the regal or the bushwhacker or any of the promote cards so it is a great secondary land it just depends how many you choose to play you can play other cards in the main deck you can play like more giant killers more whatever the whatever whatever you may choose but mm-hmm. that is the only debate in the mana base play 18 lands be an adult that is all <laughs>
1: Uh, I've also heard Senjil talking about having pathways and having mana confluences. What camp are you guys in?
2: I'm in if you can afford mana confluences, buy mana confluences, but I will not knock you down if you can't afford them or find them.
0: Yeah, there's not a huge difference, I think, as far as, um, you know, if you're looking at the price tag of the mana confluence, I don't. See a huge miss if you're not going to run them. But yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it is an expensive card. It's also just okay.
2: really hard to find. It is because so, yeah. it's a really, it's a widely right. commander played card. And it's a widely, I would, I would say semi widely, I guess, um, pioneer playable card. So, hmm.
0: yeah. All right. I thought we almost had it out of the metagame after, uh, you know, after we got a couple of good allied mm-hmm. lands, but.
2: Nah, you still need it for aggro decks, man. It's really sad. You don't have those fetch lands to take the place of them.
1: Yeah. Um, Sideboard? You guys want to move on to that? Sure, let's talk about the sideboard. So I know a lot of people are playing Forge Devil, and I'm still finding it hard to wrap my 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 head around how to sure. use these. Can, can oh. you guys explain?
2: Uh, I mean, like I'll take it over if you want. I can go over the sideboard yeah. and what kind of the things are. So Forge Devil, uh, this card you probably are unaware of it. Uh, it, it is a one mana one one that when it enters in battlefield, it deals one damage to target creature and one damage to you. So tip, don't play it on an empty board. It will kill itself and deal you one damage. However. What you're trying to do with this is you are trying to kill a Lanoar Elves or an Elvish Mystic. That is all it's trying to do. Or in the mirror, you ping down an opposing Voldaren Epicure or a token or something like that. That okay. is the purpose of this card.
1: So play it in the uh the mirror. Elves matchups. Yeah, in the elves matchups. Else, no, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, but looking at the rest of the board, we see like rending Volley, which is like I think like the best red removal spell that we see in the sideboards. Uh, because it like goes through ward, it's just and also just like spirits can't interact with it that well. Um, cards that we're also seeing are like a three or four invasion of Gobakan. Uh, that's the elite yeah. spellbinder text. Uh, it's really good because like you are, it is able to be like a selfless spirit that also grows your tokens. So
1: um, I've been actually trying to figure out what makes this. You know, so if I can't afford this, I mean, I, I could if I wanted to. I don't feel like spending 40, 50 bucks on three of them because that's how, what they're going for in Japan right now for three of them. Do I need the indestructible uh, line on here? Do I need the hexproof line? Or do I need the, uh, you know, kind of exile card from their hand line? What, what's most important in, in that slot?
2: i think it's just because it does everything i think it's just because i don't think it's exactly because it's one piece of text that does every that like makes it because like technically if it was like the epb effect you could play elite spellbinder you could play selfless spirit i think it's the fact that it interacts with your opponent's hand is okay it only takes three loyalty to kill i'm calling it loyalty i don't know what the actual term is but it only takes three health points to kill um, and then it grows your dorks because you're gonna have infinite tokens from your gleeful demolitions and whatever yeah. you may cast. And then it also protects you against board clears. It's the fact that it does three very good things for the deck is why it's kind of I hate to break it to you, man. I think you might have to spend the money.
1: Uh, I don't want to play. Yeah. It's
2: okay. But you know what? <laughs> you know what is player. cheap? You know what is cheap? <sighs> Magmetic chasm, a great yeah. sideboard card. Uh this one is a, probably a new one for a lot of people, so I'll quickly read it off. It's just one or a red, creatures stop flying, can't block this turn. You know what doesn't have a lot of flyers? Mono green. Mono Green does mm-hmm. not fly. So this is your card against mono green. You are going to go wide, because what, what usually happens against mono green is they play an old growth troll on two, and you're sitting there with your one ones and you're like, How do I attack? This is awkward. So now your plan is just to go real wide, magmaticasm, and then kill them.
1: Uh, only mono green? Would you play that maybe against boats or something as well, or what? There's a lot of other
2: agencies for a lot of other matchups, but that's just mainly the primary one. Uh, okay. Like I, could, I go, could, I would also see it against. I don't know if red black is exactly the matchup for it. I don't. I don't think so. I definitely think this is like also a mirror breaker. Like mm-hmm. if if you, you you're both just going wide and then you just say you can't block, die. Yeah. Um, but then and then we're seeing some people play Jeffrey, Jangatha, um, and then a, a lot of the other sideboard slots are like pretty ubiquitous, or not ubiquitous, uh, up to you. Uh, a card that I really like is to- uh, Tossica's Welcome, I think I'm saying it mm. right. It uh, just, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Know. Being able to just like turn an Ornithopter into a card is just kind of like pretty relevant. Because like this deck, this deck mulligans to five pretty consistently because mm. you're trying to find good hands that kill your opponent. And when you can't find good hands that kill your opponent, turning your poo poo. Cards that you're drawing, like your one ones and whatever, into another card is big against Rakdos.
0: I-, I did want to ask about Jagantha because you quickly mentioned it there. So if you're giving up Jagantha, that's because you're running
1: BTN. Burning Tree,
0: Burning Tree emissary. Yeah, yeah that's kind of the one that uh, that puts it out of the thing. So how how good is Jagantha in the deck? You know, how often are you ever casting a five drop seems hard. in a deck that is eighteen lands? It is.
2: Yeah. You, I think I've seen it cast. I think, three times uh, through all the streams that I've watched of Doomwake playing it. And, like, usually what ends up coming up is it's just a card to discard to a blood token, which mm. is, like, pretty relevant. <laughs> it's, it's just another card. Uh, that's why I'm not, like, sold on Jeffrey as a sideboard slot, but, I mean, like, the companion mechanic's broken, so... Yeah.
1: Mm, I think it's better used for something else. I'm not gonna run Giganta. That's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> w- One card I want to talk about... Most people have been playing Light of Hope, which is the one mana instant that says you can gain. choose one, you can gain four life, destroy enchantment, or put a 1-1 counter on target creature. I don't really think you're really worrying about gaining four life or putting the 1-1 counter on there. I think the main thing here is destroying a target enchantment. And if that's the case, why not play something like Wear and Tear? That's also a one mana enchantment killer, but also it can be played as an enchantment killer and a an artifact killer if you need it to be.
2: Yeah, Um. Light of Hope is just mainly odd. like I think you're underrating the one-one counter portion because like Stomp is like the most widely played for our, uh, removal spell in the format. And so you're just you... saving your Clarion
1: Spirit. It's like well, the only uh, thing you really uh, care about. Saving, well, no, right?
2: you, you well, yeah, like well, Clarion Spirit matters a lot in that matchup, right? Like against Rakdos, with where they're playing mm. like Bonecrusher Giants, like you care about having your Clarion Spirit stick around.
1: I don't know. I don't know if hmm. I'd actually play Clarence Spirit in that match because I know it's good to have a huge target on its on its back or whatever, and one is not enough to save it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like every creature in that deck
1: has a big target on its back. Like, yeah. that
2: The Rakdos matchup is already really rough because Thoughtseize mm-hmm. exists,
1: but um, this deck's also playing Rending Volley, and I think, I mean, of course, that's just like, an amazing card. But I wonder if they if it, anyone has tried any of the other Convoke spells because I think there's one that's white that like excels. Uh, uh i want to say attacking or blocking creature maybe and then another one that we have stoked the flames i wonder if anyone's tried those out or is it just better just to have that one mana um effect
2: i can't think of a kind card that i would rather play than a lot of these other sideboard cards because i think the convoke cards are pretty like generally okay and in my sideboard cards i want targeted cards for specific
0: matchups
1: oh we got conclave tribunals another one yeah that one's omega dookie yeah
0: yeah, I just don't think you want to not attack. You know, if you're not attacking, you really, really want to add a lot to the board yeah. and kill your opponent the next turn. And that's so that's kind of what the, careful with that. that's kind of okay. what
2: the Kabo creatures already do. So okay. uh, you can't, you kind of, you can't, can't really like,
1: I don't know. Um, do you guys want to move on to matchups, or is there anything else you guys want to say about the deck list? I'm ready to move on to matchups. So I haven't. I mean, I you've probably played against it, right? I oh, played yuck. against it a bunch. It is so not fun. <laughs> so what, what which of your decks are not good against? Let's start with that.
2: Um you a lot of my decks that play triums are not really good against it because I'm playing a bunch of tap lands and you're killing me instantly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so basically any deck i play uh it has a bad matchup against
1: boros so enchanties enchanties uh, that's Krug-
2: yeah is like the same kind of style um uh, attracts I, I, the, a Neoform? yeah attracts a neo or uh, uh, attracts a neo uh, attracts neo swarm specifically has a good matchup uh the attracts a pile that i play has a bad matchup uh, the five-color Bring Delight has a bad matchup. The Niv mm. matchup is, like, okay. It's it, I think it's the most okay out of all of them. And that's just and because it Clarion. runs a bunch of removal. Well, yeah. I also play Main Deck Clarion, but the reason is is because it has a lot more of these 2 manner removal spells that mm. interact well, like Vanishing Verse, Exiling, one of the... Convoit creatures is really relevant, mm-hmm. um, and just being able to tutor out a lot of these board clears that are relevant. Like I was able to survive long enough with a Sylvan Carry I did chomping for a while to mm-hmm. eventually get a Sunfall and kill everything. And nice. Make a, I think it was an eight eight.
0: An eight eight incubation big for <laughs> clearing the board. Yeah. I think we will. You know, this will be a good transition when we are going to talk about what actually does and doesn't beat the deck.
2: Yeah. So the things that
0: beat this deck, but but we can let, let's keep going through the uh, matchups yeah, yeah, yeah. first.
2: Yeah, the, the, the matchups that are, like, not great or the matchups you don't really want to see are, like, Rakdos, in my opinion. I don't think Rakdos is a good matchup for this. It's, like, mm. pretty 50-50, but the thing is, with White-Red, you need to mulligan to find good cards. There are so many bad hands with this deck. The entire skill of this deck comes from mulliganing. And if you go to 6 or 5, Rakdos will tear you apart easily.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they Thought They'll Thought, sees they'll thought
2: Seize you, they'll Fatal Push your thing, and then you'll be sitting there... With like a five two five mana convoke cards in your hand, two lands, and a blood token in play. And you're like, mm. I died. Um, yeah, and they
1: play Hititsugu, they have um what's the three mana one that destroys anything that's two or less. That's that's uh, playing. Path, path of
2: Plural?
1: Maybe. Yeah. And then but also I, they have uh right? I've seen illness rank. in the ranks. Yeah, yeah. that's path of plural. I've also seen illness in the
2: ranks. One. And Languish has made a popularity again. Go Languish. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm yeah, wondering.
1: Uh, I mean, Rectos has a good matchup against you know Boros Convoke, but I'm wondering, will them devoting more resources to building Boros make it weaker against other uh, you know decks?
2: Eh, not really, because like a lot of this, a lot of the cards that are just incidentally good against Convoke are like also good against other
0: things. Okay. But I also think uh, that
2: um, mono green
0: is I, like... I like it as far as a positive force in the metagame mm, kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. this is definitely a good uh, do-you-have-interaction check, which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty good in the format. Uh, however, this do-you-have-interaction check revolves around creatures in play, which I think is mm. healthy, as opposed to do-you-have-interaction for my Lotus Field or Grease Fang. And I think so, this is a lot better.
1: So going back to uh, other matchups, I'm guessing it has a good Monogreen matchup, because I know that Green uh, suffered against like... Uh, um, what was it? Uh, the band card uh, Winota decks in the past. You know those types yeah. of go wide strategies. Uh, it, it doesn't really have a good nope. mono
2: green matchup.
1: So like the nut
2: draws from Boars Convoke will always kill a mono green player, but those draws don't happen as consistently as you may think. Mm. Um, so what kind of ends up happening is if both decks have like a pretty okay draw, mono green floors them. It is not mm. close. But it really depends because both decks have a really different um, a very wide range of things that can happen and both of them need to mulligan a lot both of them need to figure out like like, like have it, like pretty exact hands mm-hmm. And sadly Boros convoke doesn't always get there. I think I, I don't think the matchup's that bad. I don't think you're like it's like a worse matchup but you're that unhappy to see it because there's definitely way worse matchups for you but it isn't a great one. It's not one I'd be happy sitting against if I okay. was on Boros convoke
1: um, What about <sighs> control?
2: Oh, yeah, you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water on that one. That one is also a, not a great one. Uh, it's not a good
1: matchup, really?
2: Uh, it, it, you you end up just, like... They end up having to have enough stall tools with, like, Sensor, Absorb, uh, and they also have started playing, like, three or four temporary lockdowns in the main. Uh, mm-hmm. They are already on, like, two, but now they're just up more.
0: Absorb is definitely, like, a time walk against you in that deck. Yeah, right? like, you Absorb... Like even more so if you convoked
2: a big creature, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you just untap supreme verdict and well well,
1: it was a great match (laughs) i mean you don't want to over over uh what's the word you don't want to put too many things on the board right
2: but sometimes you're kind of forced to because like i said those deck mulligan's like five very consistently and so sometimes you're just kind of like forced to put a lot of things into play and Mm -hmm. kind of play out your hand and if you get your like knight errant uh absorb your uh daubs as the kids say
1: I've heard that uh, it's got a decent spirits matchup, though.
2: Yeah, no, I do think it has a really good spirits matchup because spirits kind of the counter magic from spirits doesn't line up as well because you do need the creature in play to already uh, to already have it. And like Mm -hmm. turn two on the draw, if you have a Geist Light Snare, you're like fine or like but like they're they're, they're just so far and few in between to be able to like get to these points like because then you're Mm -hmm. not because then they're not casting the creatures. They're not pressuring you. So now you have more time. Yeah. Control control has these more um two for one type effects, while mm-hmm. Spirits just has a lot of these one for ones and you can play really well against one for one.
1: Okay. Um what other matchups are we missing here?
2: Uh I don't know how the Grease Fang matchup is. I'm pretty sure it's a pod race. Um
0: Yeah, Yeah, they're not interacting with each other really at all. Yeah,
2: it's it's just whoever gets there. I don't think uh yeah, I don't think there's you a can lot bring of skill in rending or... Volley.
1: If you have yeah. Rending volley and you can get out their Grease Fang, you probably win that.
2: Oh yeah, uh, but I mean, like if they if if, if they play, I, I forget what board wipe they started playing. I think they started playing um, Path Apparel or something like that. Yeah, they, that makes they started playing like some interaction for this deck because, well, we we're saying players hate losing. Um, mm-hmm. Lotus Field is also is also just a pod race, so uh, this deck goes faster. But um, Lotus Lotus can do disgusting things, so I think this deck has a great Lotus matchup, but. It, it, it's a bit quicker in the pod race. Uh and I can't really think of anything else. Uh, what like matchups?
1: A lot of people were talking about, hey, but you know, we should be playing Angels to combat Burroughs Convoke. Can Angels actually beat it? I mean, does it really nope. just depend on? It's just too slow.
2: Uh, so the card that like is the most impactful out of Angels is uh, Righteous Valkyrie, and that's a three draw and i know Allie angels has like started playing like Owls to try to like accelerate their draws and like mm-hmm. accelerate out coco's and kayla's and whatever but like we have to remember that like the, okay so let's just say on turn three or sorry turn two on the play you played your two four that will end up gaining you life boros mm-hmm. convoke already has eight creatures in play and is already just trying to kill. Eight's a little bit of exaggeration. Let's go with five, just for simplicity. But five okay. creatures in play at, with haste swinging at you, and so you need so much more to be able to come back, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, to be able to like fight that matchup. I don't think Angels has that great of a matchup, okay. but I, I I don't I wouldn't see it as I would see it as like a big underdog.
1: Um, I guess there's two other big ones we haven't talked about yet. How about mono white humans? Oh, I'm pretty sure.
2: I don't actually know. Can I think that I wider. I think that has to just be humans favored, right?
1: Yeah. What do you think, Kevin?
0: That's what I think. I don't. I'm trying to go. I've seen that one. We played. I heard it's more uh, fantastic. I, the... I mean, first strike is tough against you. Four toughness creatures is tough against. Thalia you.
2: is real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thalia is you know, a lot of good your.
0: Yeah. Um, um, one more deck. I'm sure it plays. Yeah. Like I don't think it's terrible.
1: Yeah uh what about i think the last thing we have to talk about is is it creativity in that matchup oh uh, creativity uh we, we i think it's forms okay. now right you know we have yeah. the the Timur version we have the um gear Hulk version but is it like another 50 50 matchup or do you have the the edge what do you think
2: i mean like i think boros convoke probably gets there like they they so the is a creativity deck for at least the worm version it needs like four turns of setup or sorry mm-hmm. to be able to like big score and to kill you. And they don't often get the four turns. I think it really depends. Cause like, I think re- if you were in red, you have the most capability to be able to tech against the convoke deck. So mm-hmm. it really just depends how much they're trying to prepare for it. Honestly. Uh, I think if we are looking at how the matchups are as of right now, I think I would give it to convoke. I want to say. So I think Convoke mm-hmm. can like kill before these relevant cards come in. Cause like is it creativity it does have a lot of removal spells, but I think that the deck can play through removal spells pretty easily, especially one for ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not playing um, wipes, you're in trouble against boros convoke. Exactly. Uh, uh- so you know, before we move into our uh, metagame discussion, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, you know, if you had to choose a list, you know, what which one's the best one? Would you go like we said, the um, Burning Tree emissary slash Bushwhacker build, or would you go more like the Go Wide Clarion Spirit Regal Leosaur build? I'll let Kevin go first. Go for it, Kevin.
0: I mean, I'm going blood through. I'm going BTE all day. Yeah, I'm going
2: yeah. BTE too. I want to. I, as much as I hate getting my crap pushed in from. Um, so that card, yeah, it's clearly the better one. I think. Uh, I think if I were to look at a list, I would look at what Doomwakes doing. doing. has been innovating a lot on stream, and he's doing pretty mm-hmm.
1: good with it. So, if you're looking for more help on that, go check out the Doomie. Yeah, there's there's definitely still some room for innovation, uh, but I think this this deck is largely I don't know congealed. I mean, what's sort of, right? It's it's you know formed together. It's 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 Upic not solidified, is. but it's yeah, it's gelatinous right now. It's almost there.
0: (laughs) Are you like... What what I think has been... Go for it. What I think has been really fun with this deck... What's been really funny as far as the innovation with this deck is how much it's kind of made everyone else innovate. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. like... All of the safety valves of the format just came back yes, out. Let's. It's like, oh yeah, it, 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 like it really makes a kind of depressing view of how aggro is in the format. Where it's like, wow, every single one of these decks had this really good safety valve for an anti-aggro card, and they weren't even playing them until now because this deck wasn't around. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, we could really, really push our aggro decks a bit more, mm. wizards. You know, <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not gonna ruin anything. All
1: right. And I, I kind of want to, I always ask this when we do our Primary 101 episodes, but um, what kind of cards would you like to see printed for this type of deck in the future? For me, I think I'd like to see more of those card advantage things like the Tosca's or whatever, Tok- Tokasha's uh, thing that lets you draw a card. I think not being able to refill your hand is kind of hard, even though you do have the filtration from the blood tokens and like the the Thraven Inspector clues. I feel like this deck just needs a little bit more card advantage. So that's what I would like to see printed for it in the future anything you Uh, guys want to comment on or
2: i would like to see a card printed for that deck where it's like counter target goblin bushwhacker that's all i want to see i just (laughs) want to see one mana counter target goblin bushwhacker because i hate that card that card kills me and all my fun decks (laughs) um but if there's like a genuine card i do feel as though that if we had like kadalpha rebirth the deck is Mm. busted in half oh yeah
0: <laughs> or they could reprint the original bushwhacker.
2: Yeah. Oh no. Go eight whack. Stop. Stop ha As long as I get my one mana counterspell for it.
1: Oof. Yeah, Kevin, anything you'd want to yeah. see for it or I
0: think um you know, goblin guide maybe. Oh, <laughs> you oh, know, oh let's up our...
1: More one drops, yes.
0: Or hey, you know, R- ragaman makes treasure for our Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Ragaman, Ragaman. Wow.
0: No, uh, I don't think we need to go quite that far, but I think that there's a lot of room and power level between the best one-drops in Pioneer and the best one-drops in Modern, um, and they could definitely push those
1: up. Yeah, yeah, we've been saying that for a while. One-drops, one-drops, one-drops. Yep, they
0: should be printing like 80 a (laughs) set because it's all that matters in in competitive magic is uh, your early plays.
1: All right. Well, you guys wanted to talk about some uh, results, right? We last talked about, I think, five, seven and five, eight. So the early May. So yeah. do you guys want to go into some results since then?
0: Yeah, I, I can go into a little, bit of a little bit of a talk about it. Yeah, so we, we had a... F- yeah, pre- preface this a little bit yeah. that we wanted to, you know, just that 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 was kind of our 101 on the new deck that's showing mm-hmm. up the format. But we also want to talk about what else is going on. So yeah. go
2: go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because like, I think this also like ties together because this was the rise of it. Like, so yes. we saw the rise of it in like, I think the second the week we'll be talking about. So the first week, there was only one challenge that weekend because Moto had a glitch where they couldn't open up sealed product. So there was only one challenge, because uh, I had to take it down for an emergency maintenance. Mm. Um, and guess who won that challenge? <laughs> the Claudia. one, that, the only one that existed. What? It's our boy Claudio with Niv. He's yeah. <laughs> uh, he's making me think about maybe, maybe playing it. But I think the, mm. I think the thing that I, I really want to highlight with this, uh, even just like looking at it, um. If we look at the metagame summary for the top 32, there were 13 Rakdos decks in the top 32. Rakdos Midrange. Mm. 13. That is 40% of the meta was Rakdos. That's insane. That's so much. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh I but mean, Randy, I,
1: Go for it. I mean, that being said, yeah, Rakdos is everywhere, but at the same time, I always feel like there's still a lot of of uh variety. It's dominating, but still, you know, like you said, Niv Delight won it. The, uh, Azorius Control was in third in this one. And Ramp, Azorius Spirits, you know, we have... I mean, I'm not too worried about it. It's just, it's there, you know, it's a pillar.
2: Yeah, I think, I think if anything, the point is that it's a... I, th- I think we very clearly have the best deck in Pioneer, being Rakdos Midrange. I think it is, if anything, is cemented over these next five challenges that we'll be talking about. It is very good. It is the yeah. best deck in the format. Like it was three, three copies in the top eight. Yeah, not, I'm oh, sorry, four copies, four copies in top eight. 50% yeah. of the top eight was Rakdos midrange.
1: Yeah, not unbeatable. If you know your, your deck very well, like Claudio shows us, and you know, you have the the cards and you know, the metagame and stuff like that. I mean, just 100% always have a, a, a Rakdos midrange plan. That's all we can say. Yeah, you need a plan <laughs> for that deck. but um, 100%.
2: Rounding off the top eight, other than the Niv to Light and the four Rakidos you know, midrange players, this was Azorius Control, Mono yeah. Green, and Azorius Spirits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, Niv to Light is a Niv to Light, uh, come back It's pretty interesting. We haven't seen that deck in a while, and uh, it's playing the new Niv Mizzet Supreme, the card we called Commander Cards. Nice. So Claudio just really stuck it to us on that one.
0: Love to see it. Love to see it. Love <laughs>
2: being wrong.
1: Um for uh, the, the next, next one? one? Yeah, Kevin, you wanna do the rundown for the five twenty pioneer challenge? Let me make sure I've got the right one open
0: here. Do, 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 do. Nope, go go on without me. Sure. Okay. I'll get so, the next one. I'll, I'll do this one. So <laughs> uh
1: five twenty challenge, we had Azorius Spirits won that number one. Succulent was a pilot. Um five color mid range. So is this like
2: It's the Bring Delight uh it's oh, the Bring Light
1: Omnath Pile. Okay. Uh, Mono Humans, uh, third place. Hidden Strings so Lotus Field wins, uh, got the top four. Uh, Absent Grease Fang came in fifth. Rakdos Sacrifice, sixth. Endominal Creativity, seventh. and Nykdos Ramp uh, came in eighth. See, every deck is different. Oh yeah. Pretty much, right? That, that's just, like, amazing. Yeah, that's this a, one was a, really diverse. I love it. I love it. Like, I mean, Rakdos is definitely there, and especially if you look further down into, like, the top 24, but... Um, damn, this is beautiful.
2: Yeah, you'll have to see it. Uh, we still have Rakdos Midrange coming out with eighteen percent of the meta share of this top thirty-two,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but it was tied mm-hmm. with
2: Monogreen this time. Um, and the only the only things I have to say about it is, uh, we are seeing in the five color Midrange deck, we're seeing one new card that we are sorry, two. There's two new cards. Uh, we're seeing Cosmic Rebirth and Nissa mm. Resurgent Animist, both as one ofs.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Shout out to you get,
2: shout out to them for playing them.
1: If you guys look at the twenty eighth place, there's a four color elves deck. What?
2: It's 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 just. I think I'm 99 percent sure it's just called four color elves because oh, it plays okay. a bunch of tutor targets in the board to be able to like hmm. co- collect. Uh, sorry, uh, it, it was like a court of calling into Lavinia when your opponent plays like um what's the card called?
1: Bring the light. You just like get hmm. to counter the thing. It's also playing a gelatinous cube and skim for a shadow mage. What? Okay. Yeah,
2: he's uh he's gaming. Yeah. Whatever this is, or they're gaming. All right, Kevin, can you do? All
1: right, the I got the 21? 21th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The so here 21. we go. Okay, so this one was this is one we were just talking about. Sodix list yep. the number one winning white red aggro, uh, another white red in second place blue white blue red. Uh, I'm assuming that's Phoenix. Let me double check though. Nope, it's blue red. Good stuff. Uh, nope. Oh, it's yep. It's blue red. Uh, you know turn something into something else Sh- oh no it's, no 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 no, a, no no no
2: it's just uh you're trying to use Chandra's hope beacon to copy Ren's epiphany and take a bunch of turns and kill your opponent so is it hey turns. i like it
1: there we go
0: <laughs> hey blue red turns that's nice. pretty cool okay rakdos mid-range showing up uh the five color this is your deck this the uh five color um deck. five color fires with atraxa and things like that
2: yeah what and then
0: this? uh We've got a mono black, what? and we've got another Rakdos here. Mono yeah, black? yeah. The,
2: the mono black deck is a Waste Not deck, and it is it is Ooh. wild to say the we least. We on the
1: show hate Waste Knot, so <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm, yeah, I'm second, smiling. You know, year to a year, year here.
2: Well, I mean, like I don't know. I I don't I don't know how much I can talk about a deck that plays Inscription of Rune. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I thought that got, went away when we finally got a uh, Thought Erasure. Yeah. Or not Thought Erasure. Of um, the Wretched Go Shadow. Blank. What? Go Blank is the card that really uh, eliminated that from the meta. But I do want to shout out, you know, or just point out that this, this one, despite the interesting top eight here, still had 34-something or something percent. mid range. Mm-hmm. Yep, 11 copies. In the top 32.
1: Yeah, especially three, after the top eight.
2: Three copies of Five Color Fires of Invention. So shout out to my deck.
1: That's all mm. I gotta say. hey. Yeah, a lot of Rakdos. Uh wow, there's a lot of Rakdos from 9th uh, to 32nd place. Um yeah, should we continue on? Maybe move on to the was it 27 challenge? No, no, one of those wasn't an enigmatic and not just oh, a... yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I I looked. I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to keep the keep the <laughs> keep the pride. All
0: right.
2: You had a burst my bubble though. Has some age.
1: So, okay, can we move on ahead to ahead the around. next one? Yeah. Um, yeah. so Pioneer challenge on uh, the 27th uh, I don't know I actually know who won this uh, it, it was like sunbird? sunbird yeah it was on what was Lotus notice Lotus. Lotus. okay so uh top eight let's see it looks like we had uh mono green elves we had um what is that again I don't know this one uh, sorry oh, that's
2: the, that's the five color bring the light pile
1: yeah bring the light sorry bring the light right there and then uh, we had a red white uh, Burrows convoke deck we had um oh rona combo you know i've been wondering you know if, if that's actually still good i think so before i move on to the next one i kind of think like rona is was in the same boat as bros convoke i feel like there wasn't a lot of people that really had a, there wasn't enough eyes on it wasn't enough people testing it i think right now people are optimizing it and maybe it could still get a little bit better so this is kind of cool to see it you know make the the top eight of this challenge
2: um, uh, I would like to preface your point exactly yeah. with the player that was the the person that got second with it. I don't know if you're familiar with Matt Nass. No. Uh, oh he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a pretty he's an above average player. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so there was a there was a reason he did really well with it. He, okay. he I think I'm 900% sure he saw someone's guide and then just went with it. Okay. Um, my personal opinion is this deck is still doo doo. Yeah. I, I still don't think this deck is great. I it, it, if, so if you like look at his. Have fun. Yeah, if you look at his sideboard, that's why I think the deck's a doo doo because uh-huh. he's playing this wish package. But there's one card in the Great Creator, and there's also a car in the Great Creator package in the sideboard. It is mm-hmm. it, it, an amazing deck list to look at. Oh no! And it's also playing Zedra uh, <laughs> as a command or a combat companion. Wow. Yeah, this deck is this deck, is, right, this deck right. list is wild. But anyway, we're going on to fifth place.
1: Yeah, fifth place. Uh, we had it looks like Lotus Field. Yeah. Um. And then uh, another. Let's see. Mono green devotion in uh, sixth place in Swiss. Seventh place was the of field. That's one that won the the whole thing. Uh. And then eighth place we had uh, spirits. It looks like um, the azorius right, or is it mono um? Blue? It's mono blue. It's mono blue. Okay. Oh no! i mind, It's azorius.
2: It's azorius. It's azorius. I
1: realized. Yeah. the yeah, Spell quillers in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. um
1: anything else we got boros in ninth. uh
2: the interesting thing i want to touch on real quick Mm -hmm. is the meta adaptation that we're seeing out of lotus because lotus right now is a bad deck i hate to break it to everyone we may have Mm -hmm. seen like a couple copies of lotus right now but it is a bad deck currently and what players are attempting to do to try to like get around the problem is uh of um boros convoke is they're playing two copies of strict proctor there, at least this guy was. And I think it's a really interesting idea of how to try to combat it. So, Strip Poctor, one and a white, one, three flyer. Uh, when a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability, counter it unless they pay two. So, this just looks like a random hate bear, but I mean, this counters the trigger for Lotus to sacrifice the other lands. And mm. so it just allows you to combo off a turn quicker. Mm.
1: Sometimes, maybe.
2: If it lives, but who knows?
1: Um, anything else uh, from this event? Should we move on to the twenty eighth?
2: Uh, I want to move on to the twenty eighth because there's a very sick deck list there.
1: I mean, Kevin, you even had it. Do you want to? Do you want to do this? One, yeah, I'll And then Kevin, you can do Valencia.
2: Uh, I'm down, sure.
1: I mean, up to you guys because it down. sounds like uh, Ashok wants to talk about the spicy yeah, deck. Yeah, so.
2: I want to talk about the spicy deck. That, that was the reason I suggested this one. Um, yeah. So we have Braknos Minor Engine first, uh Green in second uh the four color mid-range deck is what it's titled i will go into it that is the spicy one uh we see boros convoke again Azorius spirits Rakdos sacrifice Azorius control abs is that rounds out the top eight Ooh, so Grewal going in tenth? yeah and we also have Gruul Intent. in 10th so um going into the four color mid-range pile uh it is a 60 card elementals pile playing a play set of nissa resurgent animist which I think is sick. That is so cool that that card has made impact on the format. However, my issue with this deck is it plays six cards that cost less than three. And it is four gro- or two girl spiral, four chain of the rocks. <laughs> and Leyline Binding sometimes. Sure. I'll agree. Leyline Binding sometimes. But like there is so little like interaction spells. And there's also two Omnath Locus of the Royal, which is like crazy.
0: Hey, you know what? I would agree. If we're already in for a pound, we might as well grab Karuga hmm. and at least get that freebie in the sideboard. That's what I'm saying.
2: But we have Jaffrey. We get Jaffrey.
0: You can main deck him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is an elemental. You can get him off of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this list was really interesting, and uh, I, I've been working a lot in my uh, free time to try to like figure out this list. I've been working with Danny Bambino on Twitter. Uh, trying to figure out random lists of, like, something similar to this to see how it works out. And it's really exciting to see someone get something to stick to the board. So, yeah. go ahead. It's also playing a play set of Broker's Hideout, by the way. Play a set of Broker's Hideout.
1: Um, do you mind if I talk about the goblins in 12th place? Go for it. Place? So, this is actually the the combo goblin deck. I think, uh, if you guys know about iMounts, I believe uh, he posted uh, uh, an article about this on, like... Uh, playing pioneer a couple couple weeks back maybe and and basically this combos out with skirk clan uh skirk sorry sorry skirk prospector uh cacophony scamp and uh, fireblade charger and uh you, what you do is you get like your runeville horde messer out and you keep sacking stuff uh with your or skirk prospector to make mana and you just sacrifice your scamps and your chargers and you kind of go through the top you go through your library with uh if you have like a conspicuous snoop in 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 play for example or if you have a runevelt in play and you just like kill your opponent with all these pings like as fast as possible which is a really interesting idea uh death a little by a bit different. Cuts.
2: what's up i a death by a thousand cuts
1: there you go death by a thousand cuts there's actually another one that i wanted to point out real quick um i've seen showing up in japan at least at some rcqs that they're playing more of a a, a bushwhacker version so it's kind of like taking a couple pages out of Boros Convoke's, um, you know, strategy and going more wide, and then uh, playing that uh, uh, the Bushwhacker to, to give everybody haste and stuff. So it's interesting. Um, more of a traditional build, though, uh, not as comboy as this one. Uh, I think the
2: only other thing that I, from this that I want to possibly talk about is I want to talk about my boy Taimu. I want to talk about it real quick. In 12th place with the Jeskai Ascendancy. Nice. And I think, I'm 99% sure, at least this is my take with Rona, I think that people are too stuck in the Saltai pile when -hmm. there was already just a really good existing shell of Jeskai Ascendancy with Rona. I think that's where this card can shine because then you have two effects that do the same thing of uh I want to make untap my th- th- creatures to be able to do things with Emery, mm-hmm. uh having two Mox or Mox Ambers in the graveyard or uh, assembling um Mox Amber uh Rona plus Retraction Helix or uh and then the way that this deck ends up killing is either you go really big with a Jeskai ascendancy or uh Sikelie once you have infinite mana and you just go through your deck it's also playing a playset of mishra's research deck or desk to help find your cards and i think i think what time you built here if you are looking to build a rona deck or play rona i think this is the best shell for rona that i've personally seen Mm. uh highly recommend you check it out
1: okay anything you want to say from the 28th or do you want to move on to the grand qualifier kevin no, I can move on. That, that sounds good to me. All right. Well, take it away then, Kevin. Tell us uh, about the qualifier. I think – not qualifier. Well, the grand qualifier. I think there was 408 people, but it says 387 on here. I'm just going from what they posted This on... one says 409. 409. So 409. Yeah, yeah I'm not sides. sure. They're...
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping this is in the right order here on uh, the MTG Melee page. Um, it looks like Elvaro Santiago with Mono White Humans came in, number f- in first place. Is that what you guys are seeing as well? Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying, but I'll okay. check uh, right. Number two, yes, Rectos yes, Midrange. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Number two, Rectos Midrange. Number three, Gruul Vehicles. Three, four, Rectos Midrange. Five, Mono Green Devotion. Six and seven is a Creativity. Number eight, Lotus Field. So that looks like uh,
1: three weeks ago's meta. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have some Boros Convoke in there. Boros Aggro is also the same thing. They, they had a couple problems, I think, with uh, categorizing. Some people wrote Aggro and some people wrote Convoke. And they're basically the same thing um yes yeah, so we kind of have to add those together to get the real percentage i mean we could say that people are starting to you know cite in a little bit more hate maybe or do you know how to play against the boros convoke deck a little bit more um because i think mono white humans also had a, a huge not a huge but a decent amount of players but they were also kind of being incidentally hated out by the anti uh aggro cards that people were playing mm-hmm. um I mean, I don't know what else can we. Say well, if you this? take
0: the mono white humans plus the Boros Convoke plus the ones that are listed as Boros Aggro, and then you add another fifty lists, then you have the same amount as Rectos Midrash. Yeah.
2: Also, I have bad news. It was not humans that won it.
0: It was. I think that must have had creativity. the Swiss order yeah, or the top. I had to check Twitter. It's only showing the quarterfinals for me. I can't see.
2: Yeah, the finals I checked Twitter. It was the sixth place player on. Is it creativity? Yeah. that ended up winning. Okay, great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of reckless players there. Oh, uh,
2: no. Something to point out about this event, though. I think the most shocking statistic is mm-hmm. uh, it was it was day one to day two convergence, and yeah. uh, blue white control had a three percent conversion rate to day two. Oh yeah, I saw that. three percent. Right, one player out of the thirty four that registered it made it. Yeah, sad, that's
1: sad. That's insane. Control players'
2: tears. Yeah, they're crying. They're really crying.
1: I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't. Know. Is there anything else uh, you guys want to talk about today, or do you guys want to wrap it up? What do you think?
2: I think I'm pretty ready to convoke out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm ready to convoke out. Uh, I, I think that we want to see where this goes moving forward. I feel like people have pulled out their hate tools um hopefully the deck won't just disappear and that it'll stick around at least enough to make people have to keep spending those slots on those cards but we'll, we'll see where it goes from here yeah um anything else you guys wanted to add yeah i mean i just said otherwise i mean like i said yeah,
1: I, I just wanted to say real quick i love you know how Boros convoke and like rona and all these other you know kind of decks that are kind of showing up over these last few weeks are kind of pushing the boundary you know of the uh the pioneer metagame and we're seeing more and more uh variety and i love it I love it. I mean, we've seen variety before, but you know, this is just it's great. It's healthy.
2: Yeah, I think I think Pioneer is always in the best state before an RC cuz I think the last RC as well, I really enjoyed where Pioneer was. And we are going into this RC and I'm also enjoying where Pioneer is, minus the convoke deck. I wish the convoke deck would die, but I mean hmm. like I think I think I'm really enjoying when we're seeing a lot of competitive eyes on this format and we're seeing what 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 ends up coming out. And I I'm really excited to go to the RC uh, this next coming weekend and s- see what's out there and mm. compete.
1: Yeah, How about you, Kevin? Anything you uh, want to say? Nope. I'm just going to say that if you want to hear
0: more about what's going on in the metagame in the future, you should go ahead and follow us at MTG Pioneer. And you can find a link to our Discord there as well to keep more in touch with everything we got going on on Discord. Also, if you're very confused, uh, just reminder one more time that we're doing bi-weekly throughout the summer. So we'll only be getting yeah. every other week on these episodes. So hopefully you're not uh, missing us on the time that we're off. We talked decently long today, so you kind of got yeah. a bit of a double episode, anyways.
1: Yeah, and you know, just because we have people that are doing RCs and you know traveling and stuff like that, but we will be back as you know the new stuff comes out at the end of the season. Um, but if you guys want to chat, if you guys want to talk with me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, YoJapanHobbyist. Japan am Also very active in the Discord in Ashiak. How about you?
2: It's your boy Dreams of Ashiak on Twitter. Uh, I am active in the Discord whenever I see something interesting. So if you're talking about interesting stuff, you'll probably see me comment. Um, I gotta give a shout out. I always give shout outs at the end of every episode. And I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Graham. He, he top aided a challenge. That we, I, I didn't get to shout him out then, but he top aided his first challenge this weekend. Uh, nice. Go him. He, he has a problem where he's yet to 5-0 a league. He's 4 one I think, nine, oh, no. nine <laughs> times and has and been top aided a challenge. And we still give him crap for not being able to 5-0 a league. So, Graham, if you're listening to this, this is the shout out for you.
0: Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, Graham. Thank you to all of our listeners, and thank you to everyone out there. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for pioneer information online, and we are hogacking out.